welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good and the bad, the concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, yeah. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes, please. A new episode. We took a little hiatus last week, you know, summertime, it's busy, life gets real and hectic, but we're here once again for a new episode. Let's get into check-in. How are you been? How are you? Are you feeling I'm good? Okay. I'm feeling nice. okay, but we're getting crunch time to the wedding, a lot going on, and yeah, lots of shopping going on, which is nice. <laughs> Spending uh, that money. Right? Boy. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> But it is what it is, and you only do this once in your life. So I am trying to enjoy pieces of it, but it's a lot. Yes, you it's should. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm not having a lot of people. That's the thing. Mm. But it's still a lot. And, um, yeah, but overall, like, in terms of outside of the wedding, like, work has been, you know, kind of hectic, been in and out of the office more often last yeah. year. So that kind of, you know, when I'm at home, I can actually get more done like in yeah. my life and at work, but um, without somebody, you know, over my shoulder. So I, can kind <laughs> of, you know, have a little bit more leeway at home. But when I'm in the office, it's like I have to be fully dedicated to that. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. But the struggle yeah, is real and the balance is even realer. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, balance. Balance <laughs> is a word, is an important word. Ooh. Balance. So important. Quick question. Do you, you guys have, um, I'm very good. I was going to ask you. I don't know. Are you having that issue where the Rona is bouncing around in the office or no? Well, uh, there was been two, well, three different lawyers that I have heard Mm. that have had it and their families have had it and Mm. you know, they're okay now. Um, Mm. but here's the thing that I, I, I always wanted to know, like, okay, so once someone has actually had it, Mm-hmm. Are they more, I know that they're more susceptible to getting it again, but are they, like, is it, like, are they spreading power germs or something? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, how did this world I love, the, I like, love I that freezing. Know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, are there yeah, germs already, extra well, germy or something? <laughs> like well, like- I feel, well, I would say, well, the fact that, Again, I don't know like, if it's does the it vaccines. Like, does it now? And then, like, when they get sick, they can let that loose again? Like, so how does this... I think that's why they have the incubation period. Like, there is a period where it just it's just you have it and it's not contagious. And so that is... And that's probably the first... I don't know what. It's the first few days. I don't know the exact amount of days. But the first few days... I guess it would have to be within the first five days because you have to incubate mm-hmm. for five days if you're vaccinated yeah. so i'm assuming it's within that let's say it's that first five days that you're the most contagious and then after that then if you're telling people to just go back into the world after five days i'm assuming after the five I'm days hoping um, yeah that, yeah that's it that's what they say the science says yeah. the science who knows but um yeah, no. So that's totally, and that's totally normal. Normal, and that's why I asked that question because it's just yeah, because uh, quite a few it's people. Just, it's yeah. kind of hard. It's just hard to avoid, I think. And well, like, you know it is I mean? unless you're wearing a mask twenty four seven in the office and nobody's going to the office to do that. Then 
It's right. Just, well, I am happen. one of those people. Yes, I am one of those people that's who good. start wearing a mask and I wear it inside of the office. And it's only because we have like clients coming all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I still want to stay safe in that regard because I am. And, you know, even with your immune system, you have to get readjusted to being around people's germs, whether they have COVID or not. So you see mm-hmm. ha- this whole you know, lockdown situation, it had us in a point where we're totally guarded and away from any other germs that could help to build your immune system. Yes. You know, you feel, um, oh, I guess what you, for, because for the past two years, we've been kind of locked away and wearing a mask. Exactly, tucked away you're, and you're, in okay. distance of each yeah. other and great distance of each other, right? Mm-hmm. And so now even going around, you know, them again, and mm. you know them frequenting the office as much as they are, mm. I'm still like building my germs to their yes. germs. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like yeah. when you think about a kid going to daycare, that's the same kind of concept for an adult. Like when you take your abstract yourself from from other people and their germs, or just germs in the air. Period. Not necessarily people. Um, when you re-enter into that environment, you know there are times where you might get you know a little you know, under the weather, but, uh, for the most part, uh, it's okay in the office. It's just that now there's more people, more people. <laughs> I like to have like free reign of the office. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's when more, yeah, it is like, it's not the same when, yeah, because I had went into my office one time on a Friday cause I had to do something and I normally wouldn't go on a Friday, but it's like, this is kind of nice. It's like, you still get the office feel. And yeah, then, like, there's not as much people to distract you. Because that's exactly. my issue. That's my challenge. It's really, exactly. I don't really mind the people or anything like that. But it's just, it's a little bit distracting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the week was pretty good. We had, like, uh, we had, like, a work event. Like, you know when you have a summer party, like, something yeah. like that? Like, you have, so we had, like, an outdoor thing. It was pretty fun. Um, I don't really drink casually that much. Like, I mean, so <laughs> like, I mean, well, I do like, I only drink casually. So it's like, if I go out, if I'm having dinner or it's like, but I don't really like outside of the holiday and like even this summer, like maybe normally sometimes in the summer, well, I am drinking a rosé now, but just, I just haven't really been drinking regularly. So I already knew my tolerance was going to be very low and mm-hmm. it was at um, Stacked in downtown Toronto. And they, whoever, the, the, the bartenders, the bartenders at Stacked, their hand is heavy, you see? <laughs> and to our listeners, when I say someone's hand's heavy, it's like they're pouring, the, they're pouring the alcohol. They have the, no idea what They were doing. not watering down those cocktails. Let me pouring just say that. Like- <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, family's good. I'm good. Um, just enjoying the warm weather and. Mm-hmm. Taking it one day at a time. So, yep, that's it. That's, all. Mm-hmm. that's all we could do. Thank you, Lord, for another week. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. So, so I'm going to jump into the headlines. Yes. So, this weekend is a big weekend for all of those of us in the Caribbean community in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside of it being the long weekend in the summer and all the first uh, first weekend of August, we always have the long weekend here. So long weekend yeah. plus. So that's three day weekend going on for us as well. Yeah, it is uh, Carabana, also known as the Toronto Caribbean Festival. I think it's Whatever. back to Carabana. Carabana. I don't even know Carabana. <laughs> we know this Carabana. Look it up. Okay, oh, that's God. all we can tell you. 
but it's pretty much a big weekend for us in the Caribbean community because we go down to Front Street, downtown Toronto, and it's a masquerade, carnival, Caribbean food, dance, music, outfits, everything, hookups, everything. Everything. Okay, Okay, family stuff, whatever you want, it's there. Okay, right in one stop. Um, And, you know, growing up, here it's happening this weekend and kim and i always talk and we're like hey we're we're over caravana the parade (laughs) situation it's intense it's too much activity people bring every and anything there um so personally for me if if i have family visiting and they haven't experienced it then i would take them and i'll go early yeah real early. early real early but personally for myself i'm good i know what it's about i love to see it like in the news and stuff, great, happy that it's happening. I'm good. But yeah. we want to celebrate and wish all the masqueraders and the people dancing yeah. down the road a safe and happy down weekend. Enjoying their soca, calypso, reggae, yeah. everything in between. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, I want to big up Toronto this weekend uh, for Caribana and all our Caribbean yeah. people enjoying it. Um, also... We didn't talk about this, but I wanted to mention OVO Fest is this weekend as well. Yes. Uh, Drake, on t- October's Drake very own. Yes. He is having the biggest OVO concert as far as I'm concerned or lineup that I've seen. His lineups were always crazy, and he always does it around Caravana weekend. Um, but this one was crazy because I think on the last night, it's going to be going all weekend. Well, the first couple of days, I saw Nelly Furtado was there. Then he's bringing out all the Canadian classics, Cardinal Official. Okay. Um, Drake. What's the other Canadian guy? Maestro likes them. All the Canadian, Cardinal Official. um, All the Canadian people. Yeah, I think that too. Um, I'm just looking up the lineup again right now. (laughs) We don't have many, but it's like crazy how Cardinal Cardinal is a hater. Hot. <laughs> so okay, so I found oh Shaclair. That's was Shaclair, yeah. Shaclair ain't no dangerous. Yeah. Something, something. Yeah. yeah. So Shaclair because it was in everything. So okay, so Friday Ovi on Toronto this weekend, Caribana weekend. Friday's bill features Shaclair, um, Keisha Shante, Glenn oh, nice. Lewis, Mishimi. Glenn Lewis, uh, no, Glenn Lewis isn't. Tr- um, no, no, Mishimi. I don't wait. Oh. Let me go through the list. Canada's Queen of Army, Julie Black. Okay, okay. Um, Cardinal Official from my show, like you said, my show, Fresh West. Rascal, mm-hmm. like crazy, like so big up to that. Like oh, all the wow. Sean Desmond, all the big Canadian hip hop acts, um, were featured on Friday night's bill. Oh, yes. then he had uh, Michi Me was there. Thank you. And College Care. Wow, that this has, is huge. That without Michi Me, you see. Me? You know what? Big up to Drake. Big up to Drake for this lineup, first of all. I just Thank have to say you. that. Keep it and real. then I believe yeah. on Monday, he's going to be bringing out uh, the Young Money crew is coming out, um, I think, on the closer day, um, which is going to be huge, which is Wayne, Nikki, and all the Young Money crew. Because wow. remember when it came out, that's huge. Like that was a lineup that called me, but like I have more respect for this Canadian lineup. Right. Um, so big ups to that. I don't know who's going, but another hot spot. So 
not interested, but enjoy. I'll be looking at yes. the videos on the social media. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. No, okay, I'm not, so <laughs> we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about our Caravana experiences and our workout later in yes. the episode, everybody. So, but we just wanted to shout out all the masqueraders who listen and let everybody know who's listening outside of Toronto. Please come and visit if you're into Caribbean culture, you want to experience it. One summer, come do Kirbana. It's a good first time experience. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Moving on to a story. We didn't have an episode yes last week, but this is what I wanted to have on my list to talk about. Sesame Place. Sesame Place is acting a goddamn fool. Damn fool. Because okay, so to set it up for our listeners, um, there was a viral, a viral video being shared around on social media of two little black girls at Sesame Place, which is a Sesame Street themed um, park, I guess. What do you call it? theme park? Yeah, Sesame Street themed theme park. And they have, you know, all the characters and little rides and parades and all that fun stuff for the little kids. And I believe this one they have, I think they have different locations, but this one was particularly in Pennsylvania. And the video has two little black girls waving at um, a character. I don't remember the character. Rosita. Rosita. Of all the things, Rosita. Of all the characters, Rosita. Rosita, come on, you're a POC. But anyway, so they're waving. (laughs) They're waving to Rosita, and Rosita's kind of just like waving around everybody around them, waving around everybody around them. And then the kids really put, like, they're, like, screaming. They're, like, hi, waving, waving. And they have their hands open for a hug or at least, like, a touch or something. And the person, the Rosita character waves them away and yep. proceeds past them and hugs a non-melanated child. A Caucasian white child. Okay, with blonde hair, to be specific. Put it out there because Rosita yes. is supposed to represent. <laughs> And <laughs> Spanish culture. So, you know, just so, you know, we get yeah, it. You know. Yeah, so it's kind of ironic, you know, yeah. and Sesame Street is also known as a brand known for being super inclusive. Back in the day when I was a kid, even before I was a kid, like in the 70s and stuff when it was on, like if you look at the old episodes, they're one of the rare shows back in the day, especially for kids, where they had diverse, they had the black lady, they had yeah. they had every different kind of person. I, I want to keep it real about something. Let's mm-hmm. let's not get this twisted. Sesame Street was developed for inner city children. Yes. And most inner city children were black or Latina. Latina. So yeah. when you see back to when they first started and the communities that they focused around or were in the show. Even Sesame Street, the makeup of the show. Yes. Okay. The the stage of the show is influenced by brownstones that were found in Harlem, that were found in the Bronx, Queens. So miss me with the bullshit, Rosita. You done lost <laughs> the whole point in why Sesame Street was actually created. And so, yeah. um, Rosita, you done did those two little girls wrong. And, and then so a personal appearance at their house. Yeah. That's right. Find but out who the hell these children are and make a personal yeah. Sesame Park needs to send a, send another a, a Rosita costume with somebody else in it over to see those little girls. But anyway, yes. following the backlash. So obviously 
everybody saw this. And you know, there's always going to be two sides of the fence, right? There's going to be some people like, oh, maybe it's a, it's a big costume. They can't see, blah, 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 blah. They're going to, I heard some people saying some shippiness like that. Miss but me. even I was even I was like skeptical. But then when I saw the second video showing the other angle, I was like, "Oh no, that was on purpose." That and was... it's so sad because you literally see the look on one of the little girls' face. Oh, we're like, "That's you're so." It's like really the little. She was like hurt. She and was I'm like, hurt. You hurt. If her. that was, like, I don't tell. know. If that was my kid, I might have had to well, tackle I would, somebody. I would have to go over to Rosita. And I would have to dash some Coca Cola, something. Don't forget those two kids right there. Yeah, see those two <laughs> kids right there. See them. Yeah, you ruin my kids' day. You're every kid's day is gonna be ruined. I'm sorry. <laughs> every not well. I'm, I could be petty like that. Stop. Yeah, I'm gonna be petty. I'm gonna stop her in the tracks and block her and say, "Hey, you forgot to give daps to those two kids right there." Yeah, I, let it mm-hmm. be me. It couldn't be me because I. Yeah, they would have to escort me out of the parade. Um, because just to see that as a parent, to see your child's face, like, and her mother was there and she heard, mm-hmm. like, you could see and mm-hmm. hear her mother mm-hmm. see the reaction of her two girl children that have little back, cute backpacks on and everything. I know they're so excited. And, and their arms are outstretched. You couldn't not miss them. Like this, like, you know, the character saw them because the character waved them away. Not only did it would have been better if you turned around and pretended like you didn't see them than to the wave away was like, whoa, 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 and whoa, then whoa. Turn around in the big social distancing and, <laughs> and decide to hug the other child. So it's not about sight. They could ob- she could obviously see if she saw one child mm-hmm. to the other they're the same mm-hmm. height. Okay? Yeah. It's like they're children. So yeah. um no, that's a whole bunch of all these excuses. You can make whatever excuse you want to make, but at the end of the day, Rosita, you were wrong. Yeah. Okay, you were wrong and your job is to make children happy, not walk away sad. That's your yeah, job. Right? So that's bare, even as a even if even if it's not Sesame Place's fault, like it's not their fault. It's the employee has some, some type of bias. They well, need they to correct that ASAP. And then following the incident, following the incident, um, there is a lot. A couple other videos came out to reveal a pattern, which is even which was even more disappointing. I wonder if it's the same employee. That's what I want to know. Sesame Place needs to do some investigation. Right? We need to know if it's the same person. I could accept if it was one person. If it's multiple people, I don't even know. I don't even know. World's really gone to the dumps. So a family is now another family since this whole kerfuffle. Another family has since filed a twenty-five million dollar class action lawsuit against Sea World Parks, which is the owner of Sesame Place, for pervasive and appalling race discrimination after he claims his daughter was ignored. So he had another video. So there was a few other videos wow. I saw pop out, but this person has a video as well. And video I guess they're using the momentum, the momentum of this story to, to 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 launch a case. I mean, I'm always skeptical. You let me know of these these super large uh class action lawsuits, but people win them. So I mean I guess aim high. Uh I, I can't wrong the people from aiming high because you know, hey, well, pay me for my pain. <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing is that as a parent, when you see that your child's heart is broken, Mm. you tend to want to do stupid stuff. 25 million. Eh, 
Yeah. I don't know about 25 million. I think you're, that's a stretch. But they also do say in business, aim high, you know, and hopefully you'll land where you want to be. But um, in this case, I think he's milking the situation. Now, do I believe mm. that something should be done? Yeah. I feel yeah. like they should take it upon themselves to retrain people in sensitivity of children, um, you know, uh, do scans on their employees on, you know, how they are with children, you know, maybe working your way up to a suit. Maybe you need to be one of the other people that don't have no suit on and do a little mm-hmm. trial run before you get the suit. I don't know, but 25 mil, uh, it's a stretch. I, I could say, you know, as a parent, yeah, maybe another trip to like Disney world, top of the class, you know, like maybe 25,000. Okay. Um, maybe, you know, um, but there's obviously a, a bigger issue here that I don't really want to evade. And that is, there's obviously a racial bias that was present. Now, in that regard, you mm-hmm. might have a case. You might have a case in that regard. But, I mean, it could be argued both ways. So, you know, you want to tread lightly with that. You might want to tread lightly with that because they could turn it back around on you. You know, um, so, I don't know. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's You know, as a parent, you want to do whatever you can, Right. But what I would have done as a mom is we'd have to stop everybody. Um, You missed these two here. (laughs) (laughs) See these two right here? Right? Um, These two right here. These two right here. No, (laughs) we need to backtrack and come to these two right here. Like I would put up a stink. Um, uh, Yeah, but 25 mil is a stretch. That's a stretch. But good luck. <laughs> good luck. Good luck on that. Unfortunately, we see how black people are treated and it's just becoming more prevalent. Pre- in my placid face. Prevalent. Yes, I, right I got you, girl. Right I got you, girl. Mm, right down to the children. So anyway, hopefully that nonsense gets straightened out. But... Sesame Street, if Sesame is coming under fire, so they better get it, get it together over there. Get it. Um. Together. Okay. Next story that I'm kind of disappointed in. I'm kind of, I don't know how to feel. I kind of, it's really pissing me off when anytime we have somebody who's like a celebrity or famous or creative talent, whatever, in the public, especially in our community. And they have success. There's this whole comparison thing. This whole comparison thing. I don't like it. I don't like <sighs> it. I don't like, you know, it's like, I feel like they, you don't see that as much with black. Uh, so anyway, let me get into the story before I maybe I'm yeah. sounding very cryptic. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so there is this debate on Twitter that started on Twitter, Twitter, the Hellfire Twitter, where they said, which started with tweet saying, mentioning the fact that basically comparing Kiki Palmer, the recent lead actress in the movie Nope, and Zendaya. And, you know, like, why are we, why are we saying this? And so I was just trying to, I'm scrolling to see what the tweet exactly said. I want to say, I want to read the tweet 
in its entirety. But let me see. Is it here? Okay, so I don't have the literal T. But basically, they're saying, oh, Kiki Palmer's been famous. And especially black, black people in the Black community have been knowing her since Akilah and the Bee, right? That was her breakout role in film. Yeah. That's where most of us know her. She was like 10 years old, if not younger, I think when she did that movie and it was a critical, it was an independent film and it had critical success and it was a huge movie. And that's where she started. And she's continued. Her star has continued to steadily climb. She's taken time. She's not afraid to shoot her shot. She has, you know, um, she did the the work. She did the damn thing. She stays working. She stays getting a bag. Okay. Um, Every day, all day. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. I found the tweet. I actually just found the tweet on Twitter, and it was mm-hmm. uh, at NBA Gladiator. Of course, he's a dude. Ugh. So, anyway, it says I'd like someone to do a deep dive on the similarities and differences. I'm saying this sarcastically and in a very condescending tone on purpose. On the similarities and differences between Kiki Palmer and Zendaya's careers, they may be one of the clearest examples of how colorism plays out in Hollywood. They were both child stars, but their mainstream popularity is very different. Um, And then somebody replied saying, it's so interesting seeing the conversation around Kiki Palmer having her breakout or superstar moment. And it's wild we live in different worlds because in my household, a.k.a. this black woman's household, Kiki's been a star forever since Akilah and the Bee. In fact, that movie was my dad's favorite film. It went triple platinum in my home. Okay, stop. I'm going to end there with the tweets. And I just want to... So why that first tweet is condescending is because it's like you're instantly pitting them against each other. You're instantly... Yes, Kiki's path is different, but Kiki is very successful. Thank you. And just because it's been, you know, now she's in, in the past maybe three, four years, she's done a little bit more. I'm saying this with air quotes, mainstream stuff. Even I don't want to say that, but any day, anyways, she's, she came back and clapped back perfectly. And to sum it up before I go back to what she says, Kiki's mm-hmm. been a star. She been, been a star to us. She been, and she still is a star. And it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with complexion um, for her. I think, like, I can't go without saying that I can't ignore the fact that I would say colorism is playing a part in Zendaya's um, marketability, I think. That's correct. We can't ignore that, but it's not, colorism is not dimming Kiki Palmer. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I think Zendaya, of course, fits into... You know she's she's biracial and she she kind of fits into I don't know how else to say it non black people's ideal of beauty closer. Um, she's a little bit closer to I don't even know what I'm saying, but we know what I mean. Color like she's biracial and that's always easier. Jeanette is being nice with this right here, but I would you say Kim? How I would say it is that she's she is closer to white, so she is okay. more acceptable to the palate. Okay, yes. let's just call yes. a spade yes. a spade, it. and that's Thank what you. they're trying to insinuate in in in, <laughs> in the tweet or whatever the hell he said. Yes, 
There is a difference. We do see a difference. But don't take away Kiki Palmer's Yes, exactly. Because exactly. she's been working since she was a baby. So mm. a little kid, okay? And if you watch that movie, the type of talent that you'd have to have mm. at a young age, it is an obvious reflection of who this woman is today. She is a talented mm. Black woman. And I hate when people want to mince up words on tape. Mm. She mm. deserves to have full accolades because she worked for it. She's accomplished it. Now, Zendaya, I think she's an awesome actress. And yes, I think she's very as a, as young, well. a, a very young woman, she has shown and she has commanded our attention. Mm. Okay. Ooh, yes. And she knows her, she knows that she's more marketable because she's fairer. She knows that she's marketable because it's more palatable to white people. And I hate when people want to try and put that in the forefront. Yes. Without looking at the two careers that are vastly different. Vastly. Mm -hmm. They are not in the same lane. Okay? Nope. Yes, nope. they might do the same things, but they are vastly different than each other. And by the yeah. way, Kiki Palmer had to run so Sandea could fly. So let's not, let's not, you know, what Kiki yeah. did allowed people like Zendaya as uniquely as she might look, even mm -hmm. as a fairer skin, closer to white representation in mm -hmm. acting. Like, let's, like, we're just going to call a spade a spade. However, with Zendaya, like, I don't want to take away the fact that she has also carved yes, out her very own much so. yes. niche in this industry. Well, I this don't is why I'm mad. You see how you have to you, you you see how you have to try and kind of bring that back around. Yeah, this is I why I'm mad that somebody don't make around. these comparisons. Black people I hate the don't make these comparisons. Palmer, she broke down doors. Mm -hmm. Okay, she made she is the youngest child to do a lot, a lot in this industry and made her own stamp so that people like Zendaya, as fair, fairer as she might be and more marketable and palatable, were able to even be noticed, okay, to then carve out their own spot. Kiki is older than, than, than Zendaya. Zendaya. Mm -hmm. And yes, so- she is. She is. And so Kiki had to make some sort of, she made profound movements mm -hmm. in order for someone who doesn't. And even when you look at Zendaya, okay, mm -hmm. Zendaya is a unique beauty. She is a unique mm -hmm. beauty and some people find her attractive and some people don't. So mm -hmm. she had to be able to ride on the coattails of people like Kiki Palmer to get to the point where she is now making her own stance. And I hate when we take away from that. Sorry. I, I get heated with this type of shit because yeah, it's, it's annoying. you're trying to pin people against But I'm going to, I'm going to read Kiki. So, but like, okay. So I thank you. You, you communicated exactly what I want to say. I was trying not to, sometimes when you try to be politically correct, you just put your foot in your mouth anyway. Bunda, I think yeah, that Bunda. Thank you, Kimmy. That's why she's our passionate heart. Politically correct sometimes to the point where yeah. the point and the message gets lost because we're so carried on with, oh, how does it sound? And you know what? I'm the type of person, if you don't like what I have to say, sorry, but it's said. So you can either choose to do what you want with that or not. 
But I still had, I said what I needed to say. And that is Zendaya is closer to white and more palatable. Put a spade, pond a spade. Okay, so Kiki, so after that tweet went out and everybody's chiming in with their two cents as the social media world goes, everybody has, we have to see and hear everybody's two cents, unfortunately. Kiki came back and said, I have been, I have been, a great example of colorism is to believe I can be compared to anyone. I'm the youngest talk show host ever. The first black woman to star in her own show on Nickelodeon. Thank you. And the youngest and first black Cinderella on Broadway. I am an Thank incomparable you. talent. Baby, Thank this you. is Kiki Palmer. She then goes okay. on to say, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I wanted a gunshot for every one of those sentences. But anyway. <laughs> um she goes, she then goes on to say, bam, bam. Anyway, she then goes on to say, I've been a leading lady since I was 11 years old. I have over a hundred credits and currently starring in an original screenplay. That is the number one film at the box office. Nope. I've had a blessed career thus far. I couldn't ask for more, but God continues to surprise me. Keep you know every time a clap back, a classy clap back if I ever saw one, and the you clap back has me. nothing to do with Zendaya. It has nothing to do with Zendaya. There's no shade. Nothing at all. She's saying to this person who started this stupid comparison, "Yeah, baby, I'm yep. good. I'm more than good. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. She um, doesn't need and I will find her. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she doesn't need the comparison. She doesn't need the validation that you know white validation." She has done mm-hmm. it naturally and organically through her own community and made, and became more known in white households as she steadily climbed. And I always think that's a, a good way to, to reach your success rather than it just keeping yeah. on you out of nowhere. Yeah. But anyway, so to speak to her fact that she talked about Nope, um, which is Jordan Peele's newest film that is now in theaters. I watched it, it on its opening day. Uh, it opened to $44 million on its opening weekend wow. in North America, which is really hard to do. It's already on a second week making around 50 million. So already wow. in the hundred million, which is hard for a movie to do in the theaters nowadays. You have to be super mega. Okay. Uh, like that's why we're, and you yeah. want to so congrats compare. compare yeah. yeah. And now you people are saying, because she had this, she already been a star, but I have to say she mm-hmm. is cracking my ass. If there's one thing about her, Kiki's going to make you laugh. Thank you. Kiki is going to make you laugh. She she actually was my favorite part in that movie. She made that movie uh, entertaining for me. Um, it, 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 that movie, personally, uh, I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie from Jordan Peele. But it's definitely going to make you think. Uh, and I did leave... I, I was entertained. I did, you know, for a film that's over two hours, slightly just over two hours, I mean, it was... Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, I I kind of side eye like you making me sit here more than two hours. You better like you better have a reason to do that. Um, but I wasn't mad, so that's that's how I kind of I wasn't mad. It was an interesting watch. Still don't know if I like it. I would say right. it's all right, and definitely some interesting scenes. Um, and some I I saw I saw the um. Trailer, trailer for it. Yeah. You and don't I know what it's like, about, right? I went in not know I had no idea what I was going in to watch, which is why I did that on purpose. I kind of went in with no expectation. I had no right. idea what it was about. 
And that's maybe what keep me. I'm like, what is what what's really going on here? So, right. but yeah, maybe I need to see it again to really get uh, to like fully accept it. Some movies you just you have to watch it more than once. Um. So yeah. So moving on from that, continued mm-hmm. success to Miss Kiki Palmer yes, killing the Ms. game. Kiki and Miss Zendaya. You and Miss Zendaya, shout out to Zendaya. Yes. Euphoria. She's done that so many things outside of Euphoria. But mm-hmm. her her role as Rue and Euphoria continues to literally leave me speechless. Like she is a yeah, once like in a generation talent. Yeah, right. Boxes. Stop yeah. it! Stop it! And it's our own people too, which I don't like. You know what I'm um, saying? But yes. Purpose. Okay, mm-hmm. let me not parp it. We we said our piece. Um. Yeah. So music news. Miss Queen Beyonce, Queen B, yes. dropped dropped her new shit renaissance on friday they said it was leaked i think that was what was in the news i don't know mm-hmm. i don't care i'm just happy it's here yep. um <laughs> it's here and i uh made sure to listen to it today and i actually listened to it twice while i was cleaning up wow. today doing my little saturday chores and i personally love it um, but I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm one of those people that's always mostly going to be biased. I'm not going to lie. I'm biased, but I do would under, I would understand if people say it's not their favorite because it's very dancey. It's very clubbish, mm-hmm. 80, 90s, early nineties club sound. And I think like, I think girls will really like it. And the gay guys are going to love it. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's for like the street, the street guys are going to get it. And maybe she didn't make the album for them. But anyway, I fully enjoyed it. I'm happy with it. I don't know where I place it in my list of Beyonce albums, but why it can't be my favorite is it's not like, you know, like I love when, when Beyonce does a great R&B song. And I think there's mm-hmm. not there's not much classic. Like I see, there's there's nice, beautiful love songs, and maybe there's two R&B ish songs. But this is mostly straight dance girl, move your ass, sex or yeah, sexy stuff, really it. sexy. Mm-hmm. Stuff. You you did okay. I now did. we can talk. Then we can talk. Okay, yes. so let me. So I I went into it. This is uh, Beyonce's seventh studio album. I'm happy she's back. Um, I'm happy it's da- it's lively. It's like bringing life back into the world, and I think that was her gift to us. It's yes. like, no, we're not going to harp her, on the bad was, times. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have so much mm-hmm. bad times to harp on. Let's try to do, you know, like she's trying to flip it up, switch it up, um, which yes. I can appreciate. Um, I did listen yeah. to it, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. And you know mm. what? It did bring, it did lift me. It lifted me, which was nice. Yes. I have to say um, that's what I left it with. Yeah, as of late, it was very nice to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, she she did the damn thing. But I mean, I don't expect any less from Beyonce, to be quite honest. Like, mm. you know, um, well, I heard actually when you to speak to why she did it. So supposedly mm-hmm. in the streets, her uncle was you know um, homosexual and had passed away. I think. Oh, okay. And so mm-hmm. she did this for him because he kind of exposed her to that cult, that lifestyle. And so, okay. It's nice to hear that she did. I listened to a few songs. Well, the whole thing, but a few songs caught my attention. 
Um, mm. We will talk about one specific song that ca- caused some big controversy around Yeso, but mm. I liked Heated, I liked Energy, Cozy, mm. um, I'm That Girl. I'm That Girl. And she opened me. with I'm That Girl. She opened with I'm That and Girl. She did. she did. And it was like a story <laughs> that she was telling. If you look at yeah. the titles of the songs. Mm-hmm. It was like a story that she was telling. If you just paid attention, you know, yeah, like I believe, of course, she's always yeah. gonna give us a story, <clears throat> right? So, okay, uh, yeah, so okay, that's yours. And this is a sixty track, which about is which is about the border of what I want in an album. I think it's even two tracks longer than I want in a in, in an album. But um, so yeah, cozy. I love I'm that girl for the intro, but the, uh, there's so many other big songs that I did forget about it. So cozy. Yeah. Um, Break My Soul, obviously that was her first single, but Break My Soul, it was a song that grew on me and now it's like, I love it so much. Plastic Off the Sofa, Church Girl. Yeah. Church Girl. I like that one too, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll say right now, after my first two listens, the songs that I keep going back to are Church Girl, Move, Move is a big one, Plastic Mm -hmm. Off the Sofa, uh, and that's like when she's talking about her her and Jay-Z's relationship. That's what I got from it, and I love it. Heated, Thick. Right. Yeah, I did like that one, Before I get into everything. Thick. Okay, so this is my quartet. Thick, Heated, Move, and Church Girl. Those are the ones I keep going back to. Everything else is really good, but those are the four that I keep going on to. Well, I'm that girl. mm -hmm. Cozy. Mm. heated and energy because i did mm. like energy i thought it it had energy to it but um there was some controversy whole, that what, was around it was energy the one where she sampled Khalees? you know what i listened to what? the album i, I was trying to, to hear both of them i listened to both of the songs and girl you need to sit they down and s- listen to both of them they don't sound nowhere near alike to me the thing is i thought they it was a sample beat the beat supposedly was sampled in Beyonce. And, that, and I'm glad, you know what? I okay, didn't really, so not, you could miss it. You could miss it. You pointed out this, I missed it completely because you pointed, I was hearing about the drama from Khalees before I even heard the album. So I was right. listening to the album to hear a Khalees sample. But you're right. I may have heard a song, maybe it's Energy, where I heard, I may have picked up, because Khalees' first album, I was completely obsessed with it. Completely, right? completely, completely obsessed with it kaleidoscope um and so i thought i would catch it but i think i'm it's instrumental it's not even using a sample of her voice so anyway i want to go into that now we're going to go into the drama so beyonce's album's out we both enjoyed it it's very dancey and definitely i feel a lot yes, of the gay culture yes, the, the gay the gay house culture sound is definitely, especially in the early 90s, is in there. But you know what I love about the music? You're always going to want to move your body and you're always going right. to get an anthem. So right. it's it delivered there. Um, so to Khalees now. Khalees, Miss Khalees. Uh, as I mentioned, I am a Khalees uh, fan. May I even say, I the only reason I can't say Stan is because she hasn't done music in recent years. Her career right. has completely pivoted. Fell off. Um, I wouldn't say fall, fell off. Like she, her music she's career. Had, her music Yeah, career. It, it did. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, she's pivoted from music into now she's a famous in the food community and doing yeah. very well there. Um, 
and and kudos for her to her for being able to kind of rebrand herself in, into yeah. an, a completely different um, industry. But um, so the backlash was that she sampled one of um, one of um, Felice's songs that she did on Kaleidoscope. And if people don't know Kalise's earlier career, she was signed and heavily and pretty much all her all her music was produced by the Neptunes, which consisted of Pharrell Williams and yep. Chad Hugo, who are super still su- who were super producers and still are super producers. But I feel like she's a part of it, their earlier collaborations that really put them on the scene. Like they she them having her as an artist really got them out there to bigger artists getting That's exposed right. to biggest bigger artists and being known as super producers. And so um Kelis ripped into Beyonce for allegedly sampling one of her songs without advance permission, creating hard feelings that she eventually went on Instagram and kind of went on. I saw the video. I don't think she kind of got outside of herself, but she was definitely upset. And I think um after hearing the album, I think she needs to pipe down. Yes, <laughs> and he, okay, here's why I think she needs to pipe down. I and Kim and I are talking about this. I I I admire and believe that you should speak out if you think something has been That's illegally right. done against you or any of your intellectual property or anything like that. I That's think right. somebody should be able to do that without backlash. I truly yep. believe that. First and Me foremost. Too. What she's asking for in the video, though, is um, a phone. She's asking, she felt that she wanted a phone call. She wanted a phone call if from somebody from her team, not necessarily even Beyonce or her team. She wanted a phone call to be like, hey, we sampled this song and, um, ha- and we are going to be having it on the album. That's what she felt would have been a respectful thing to do. And that's why she mm-hmm. is upset with Beyonce's camp. Okay. Oh goodness. For Kalise. two things. Khalees is credited on that song. She got her credits and I'm sure whatever money she's supposed to get, she's going to get. But she wanted that extra step out of respect and I I think that's I actually think that's fair to be honest um to get a phone call. Fine. So that's been done. Um, and the thing is, maybe she would need that phone call because, girl, I wouldn't know if I didn't need. Um, again, I've only listened to the album a couple of times, so I and I missed it. I didn't know. I could not identify in all my excitement of listening to the album Thank the first you. two times, the two times that I listened to it. I didn't hear anything distinct enough for me to be like, "Oh, that's a Khalees song." So it's just because it. you're telling me, Kim, I'm just going through the article to be like, "What song is it?" And you're telling me it's Energy. Is it well, Energy? Yes, that's right. Um, and so I listened to both and, mm-hmm. you know, okay. First of all, I want to say this, Khalees, I think that you're an awesome artist and I think you're um, a very artistic person. Um, I just think that you're not, music is not your lane anymore. No, Food it's is. not without a doubt. We can okay. say that. First, let's just put that out there. Second, Khalees, you didn't own none of it, bro. No. And if you're talking about a beat, I'm sorry, Neptunes, they own that. Yeah, you were shysted. Okay, you got a bad end of the stick. I get it. But that was 20-something-odd years ago. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes, maybe you should have gotten a call. If you and Beyonce, if you have Beyonce in your back pocket like that, 
then maybe you should have got a call. But I think it's Mm -hmm. unrealistic for you who has been out of the music business for so long, Mm. not understanding how cutthroat it has become. It was cutthroat then, but it's worse now. So Beyonce did her due diligence, right? And that's one thing I'll say about Beyonce is that she does do her due diligence. Yes, that's true. She's been in the game too long to to be a fool. And she understands how how cutthroat this industry is. She Mm. knows. She's at the top of the industry. So when people do things with Beyonce, success is to be had. That's why she has a song called Mm -hmm. I'm That Girl. I'm sorry, Khalees, you're not. You're not in her lane. You don't not understand. Not anymore, no. Not anymore. You're in a different lane. Now, if mm. Beyonce came into your lane, and one of one thing that Khalees is known for in, in, the, in her own you know, culinary career is her sauces. Now, if Beyonce came along into your lane and took your sauce and tried to make it the exact same as yours, then I can understand you expecting some sort of courtesy and all of this and all of that. But this is a cutthroat industry, and Beyonce's at the top of it. So at the end of the day, you're not that girl in Beyonce's mm. lane. She covered her basis. She found out who, 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 who produced it, who owns it. And she went on about her business. When I listened to it, Khalees, you could miss it. I don't know how hard you, you were yeah. listening to the album, but I don't know how you caught that, bro. But whatever salt you might have for Pharrell and the Neptunes, you need to keep that to them. Miss Beyonce, your album was banging. For me, it was banging. It's something that we need right now. Yeah, and that we is do. lighthearted something. Something yeah. that we can bop to. Something we can dance to. Positive. Yeah. Positive that, you know, and unfortunately, Khalees, you can't you can't stop that shine. Mm-hmm. Whether it's that song or not, Beyonce's whole album, which I heard is gonna be a trilogy, okay? This is the mm. first Ooh. of the Renaissance. That's Damn. what I heard. I am not so, ready. I'm not uh, ready. She better take it easy I, on us. I'm not ready because <laughs> right? I, you need to work me Give into me a this. break. Give me a few more months, Beyonce. Take it easy. <laughs> I haven't heard music like this in a long time. I haven't yes. heard music like this in a long time. And one thing other thing I want to call out Beyonce for is Beyonce likes the Caribbean. She mm, likes the yeah. Caribbean. She likes Africa. And you can yes. see that in her music. You can hear it, yeah. You can hear it in her music. And a lot of her music has that reggae sort of influence behind it. It has the Afro mm. beat b- behind it. You can hear it, you know? And that's us as a diaspora of Black people and culture. And the fact that Beyonce put all of that on one album, I'm not ready for the mm. trilogy. I'm not ready for not it. Not ready yet. She, on me, to, she better space that shit out. Space that shit out. I mean, this took a while to make. And to be honest, you and I just sat down and listed how many songs? Right. Yeah. Off of one album that just dropped two days ago. Right. Mm. Okay. So with that being said, Khalees, you're not that girl. You're not that and girl. And again, I mean, she she's definitely not that girl. And, but here's, I'm going to try and r- bring it back to her again and say, and the point that you said when we first talked about this, um, is that she has a right. Cause you know, the, we know the beehive is going yep. in. Yep. 
she is getting it for her neck. I'm like I and I haven't even seen it, but I don't need to see it. I know it's happening. Like this yep. is like this for is the nature of Beyonce's fan base. Like the beehive doesn't fuck around with Beyonce. Like, no, don't talk shit about Beyonce. And if you and if you are <laughs> going to talk shit about Beyonce, you better have receipts. You, you need the receipts. Fact. Facts and figures and receipts. You understand? And you know what the receipts tell us? You know what the receipts tell us? The receipts tell that us. Own the shit? <laughs> oh, but that for real, the, the Neptunes can do whatever the fuck they want with the song. Sit on. You're not owning. <laughs> oh my gosh. It had no, your voice was nowhere in the business, B. It was nowhere in it. It wasn't even like okay. And that's and the thing anything, is like like please. She just brought attention back to you. Like really, like I need you to sit and eat your food. Like I need you to sit down and eat your food because oh my gosh. Be and honest. it's like uh, and what's killing me is like now that I go back and so they they sampled milkshake, which is such a distinct song. But so what I said, I did. You know what's so funny? I'm like. I was this. I was like, maybe I do now that I think I didn't even identify this energy, but I do recall hearing a beat that it's a beat. It's like more the beat, and maybe there's maybe a rhythm that she says the lyrics. But the milkshake has such a distinctive song for its lyrics, and that. Dun, 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 it's that, not even that, milkshake. It's not even Kalisa's song. It's not even milkshake, bro. It's not. I forget the name of it. But um, I could. I just read an article. I was looking at. They said milkshake. It's not milkshake. It's not milkshake. It was um uh you know uh survive with you or no what's it called um oh shoot what is it unless called? she did two unless she did hold on let let me see I'll tell you okay so the article says Queen Bee's energy samples Khalees milkshake no that's a it's song not that's in the article. It's not milkshake, bro. I'm telling Unless you. there's another song that they, they another sampled. one. There's another sample that they said it was supposed to be. Um, oh, uh, the, the get along art, with you, something no, like no, that. No, 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 no. That's what I thought. Me, I thought it was from that out first Kaleidoscope album. But now that I'm going looking at the articles, the song is that sample that's having her in a tizzy is milkshake. And they do say they cut off, they cut off before you, it's like just a little bit of the beat drum. Like if I think there's a little bit of the beat, but it's not even the big part of the beat that's recognizable. Well, it not matter, you're not on it. You know, <laughs> that back to the point that I was saying, that's the point you're I was saying. It. Like you we have to it. just swap all of these artists who had bad deals and they got swindled. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks so bad for you. And I'm sure you tried, but it just sucks. You didn't have that le- legal situation to thing, but them the breaks. You're not the only person who's losing out on the, in in these situations where a song is sampled and you don't get any of the money or the credit because you got swindled out of your song when you had a bad deal. You're not the only exactly. one. And she's exactly. been saying this, but I mean, I don't know if you can't legally do something about something. Oh, no, you can. They own it. I don't know. It's well, theirs. I know Beyonce will try and do right by her, but I think Beyonce already did right by her. She probably got some money. And she probably and she got credits on the album. Well, she made sure she put her her voice out there, so I'm sure she you know came came with something. Mm-hmm. She got some from the deal, mm-hmm. but 
I, I just think that she went off on the wrong person. I think who you should be going off on mm. is uh, Neptunes and Pharrell. That's who you should be having this conversation with. I don't think it's fair to Beyonce, you know? Um, and no, I'm not on her beehive status. I'm not on no, them. Long- yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but I just don't think that it was... I think you, you should have aimed your frustration in another direction. It wasn't at mm-hmm. her. Yeah. I think you should have just, you know, said, this is what happens when you have a bad deal with Neptunes. You're yeah. going to hear your song 20 years later, you know? I, I don't know. And no one's going to give know. you a but call because you're not buzz. the person to call. <laughs> right? You're not that girl. I'm sorry. Um, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, <laughs> hey, Elise, you know, stay in your lane, girl. I think she's just upset, and it is kind of sad. It's fair. Yeah, it sucks, yeah. But you know what I mean? As long as she can handle the backlash, then I'm good. Like, if she knew what was coming when she released that video, then then I'm okay. Like, if she's completely prepared for the onslaught of verbal abuse, then do your thing. (laughs) That's all I can... Do your thing, girl. You better... You know, restaurant people that you're dealing with are not Beyonce fans. That's all I got to tell you. But you know what? (laughs) Move on. We are going to move on. Um, And so we're going to move into our first segment, and which is the Wagwan for real. (laughs) And in this segment, we look at stories that just don't add up. Don't make much sense. We hear them and we have to ask the question, Wagwan for real. And so this week, I shared a video. There's a video going around. It's been going around, I think, for most of the month of July. But I kind of just caught it. I'm like, I was seeing all these reaction videos about, I'm like, why is this conversation about black hair, 4C hair, the texture of black hair, 4C, which you typically see in somebody who's like 100% black and of the uh, darker complexion, very coarse, coily, not necessarily coarse, but very coily. That's it. The curl is tighter, and that's how the textures of the cor- of hair is coated. So somebody with 4C hair is somebody who you see is biracial and has a looser curl. That's all it is when you say 4C. It's the tightness of the hair coil. That's and so right. when a lot of Black people are have their hair in its natural state without blow drying, straightening, or using any product, your hair is in that natural, tight, coily style. So we would refer it to a fro, but not even a fro because a fro is combed out. So if it's wet and it's in its natural state, it's completely shrunken and the curl is at its tightest place. So a little education on black hair for some of our non-melanated listeners. And so... The video, the viral videos, is a young woman, Gen Zer. She's actually the little sister of a uh, influencer that I follow, that I influencer that I follow, um, and he's hilarious. And she is bloody funny. It's not even funny how funny this girl is to me. Um, so she released a video on her TikTok and just saying how she's really trying to um, wear her hair in its natural state meaning like as natural as possible, meaning like washing it, not straightening it, not not stretching it out, just moisturizing it and putting product to keep it nice and coily and, and texturized and, yeah. and go about her day. Yeah. And she was saying how difficult it is for her to do that and maintain it and feel comfortable, but she's challenging herself 
to do that because why is it that everybody else can just get out of bed, put the brush through their hair two times and leave, and we as Black women have to do spend so much time in trying to appease or fit into some standard of beauty Box. that is not natural yeah. to us. So naturally, if you have a really yeah. tight, holy hair, yes, there are some people's hair who can grow long, but some people... Like I have a family member, they have really tight coils. Their hair is just not going to be long. It's just not going to be long. It's going to grow. It's going to think, but it's just going to grow to a certain point. It's just like so, and there's nothing wrong with that. And what she said is, you know, I'm I'm really trying hard. It's hard. I'm not comfortable, but I'm I'm doing it. And I feel like I can only the thing that's gotten everybody, a lot of people upset, and she got some backlash. Is she makes a comment in all the little videos that she makes while she's going through this journey, is she says, I can only pull a white dude with this hair. And the uh, whole teps were big mad. Like the yeah. black men are like, what are you talking about? Da 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 da. I mean, the defensiveness and no one says a lot. Yeah, just shut. Um, yeah, uh huh. What did Sorry. you think of the video when you saw it? <sighs> okay, here's my thing. Here's my take. I I watched it right now. The whole tips out here. It's an even playing field. Okay. Mm. So if this young lady is going to go where she's celebrated, then kudos to her. Yeah. Love is love in my eyes. Love mm-hmm. is love. And as long as that gentleman or that man treats you well, and you are celebrated as the queen that you are, whether you have a tight curl or not, then I'm going to go with that. So I don't think there was any reason for there to be an attack on her. Mm-hmm. However, no, what yeah. she did say was kind of, eh, you could have went without saying that. If that's where mm. you're celebrated, then cool. But to say that that's the only place that you're celebrated be, at, in that hairstyle, then, you know, that's where I'm like, ah, you know, you didn't really need to, I don't know, throw salt on the wound. Men, mm. for me, what I've learned is that sometimes their pride is very delicate and their ego mm. is even even more shaky. And so her making that comment for some might seem like a diss towards her own kind. Um, I see it as a woman who, first of all, black women were constantly attacked. And so Mm -hmm. if she feels celebrated in this particular, with a particular white man or whatever it is outside of her black race and they accept her for who she is and love her and treat her well. I don't understand what the problem is. Um, maybe she's making an observation that doesn't sit well with some men. Mm. Um, and we need to ask that question as to why it doesn't sit well with you when it's okay for you to do it. It's okay for you to walk around with Becky it's okay for you to, you know, uh, turn away from your black woman and cherish these white women to the point where you want to break your own women down because they're not accepting of whatever you're doing. Are you doing it because you just want a submissive woman so you can trample over her? Or are you doing it because you genuinely love that person? So, and if that is the case, then there's no need for you to bash any black woman. And therefore, there's no need for you to take offense if a black woman feels that she's being celebrated with another race. So I didn't see too much wrong with what she said. Yeah. With our society, we're very like, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like I grew up in the hard knocks. You know what I mean? Because back in the day, like, you had to learn how to take criticism. You had to learn how to, if you're not in a situation you like, how to, you know, fight or flight. Like, you had, yeah. to, you had to learn how to maneuver. But we're so overly sensitive that nothing can be said, even if it's your truth. Even if that's her truth, it can't be said. There's a problem for her to say it. Now, is it a problem because she is a black woman, you know, of darker complexion that is making that statement and it doesn't sit well because it's a reflection of, of her surroundings and you are a part mm. of her surroundings? I don't mm. know, but it's her truth. Yeah, so I, I want to say Wagwan... Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head on the wall, gone for real in this conversation. And why, why the video went viral, and why black men were upset at her? Because I, on the surface level, sense. the video is very innocent. It's actually very empowering. She's trying to empower black women yeah. that have the same texture here. She's trying to um, empower black women that look like her to feel comfortable and and if you want to like if that's your desire like you're not like if you don't want to wear wigs and you just want to like play with your natural hair and do be more adventurous at least like feel confident in your natural skin and hair that god gave you like why do we have to do all these manipulations and stretching and wigs and all again if you want to do that do it and you feel comfortable but there is something intrinsically wrong i think when we can't feel comfortable being in our natural state. Like that is dangerous. That is like inherently messed. That is very messed up. And so I understand on the surface level, her video is just saying like, like let's fight against this like thing that's built into our psyche that our hair is not, our natural hair is bad in some way. Yeah. And it's wrong. Like we have to really, we really let's like, if you, if you want to take up that torch do it. I'm doing it. And, and I feel like, you know, she's a Gen Zer. There's a generation that's going to do it. It's going to be her generation. But I was just like, are you really trying to tell me people are like big mad? Like the comment she's, it's, she's also sprinkled. Like she's a, she's an influencer and her video and she does videos and she tends to be like, to me, I find her funny. I get that kind of humor. But, and even when she made that comment about, Oh, I, I, I can only pull white guys like this. I got like she's not. <laughs> it was shady, but it's also just a fun. It's like maybe she's just not. trying to be comical. Like it she's wasn't... just being comical. Of course, maybe. Of course, we all know every. It's a generalization. It's a joke. Um, of course, there's black men that like that that even prefer natural hair. If anything, yeah, they don't even yeah. like wigs or anything or yeah. weaves or anything in between or even braids. They don't even like braids. So there's. It, it was a generalization, it's a joke, but it's like I think the backlash is also what's going on for real is the hate she's getting is these I said hoteps. I'm not gonna say black men or black women. I'm gonna say these people who fall in the category of a hotep yes. are trying to yeah. Yes, yeah. We're not we're not saying when we say we're not talking about all the people in our community. I'm we're talking, talking about, about a certain that part that offense. are that would take offense to what her comment was. Um, and her comment to, and, and underlying what it's, what it's saying is that, Oh, black men don't like natural hair. And that's not that that's not really what she's saying. She's saying we as women really, I think it's more on women that videos for women yeah. and maybe men, 
to feel com- men who wear their hair out long to feel comfortable with their hair in its natural state without manipulating except adding moisture be- and styling it in its natural state. That is it. That's what's going on. And it says it's a, just shows some self-hate from those people. It's like, why are you going in this young lady who's trying to rally and be more comfortable with herself? Like, what's wrong with you that you're going in on her? This no? is the thing. And that's, that's why I say real you issue. have to... And, and Wagwan for real, for me also, is... Why do we have to be critical of her truth? Mm, like exactly. Why? Okay, because here's the thing, right? Is that everybody expects other people to understand their truth, right? This is hers. You might not have gotten her sense of humor, but this is hers. So why do we now want to be critical of like really? So as as a whole tip black man who is dating a white woman, it's okay for him to date her because of his truth. I, I like to have, I don't like black women. I don't like dating black women. I prefer to date a white woman or as a black man, I feel better with a white woman or whatever his truth might be. And we're not supposed to be critical of that. We're not supposed to go in on him because that's his choice. Now this is her choice. What, mm. why, why is it a big to do? And I, and I, and I have to ask myself that question and I come up with answers like it's because she's a black woman. That's why. Yeah. A dark that skin black woman. Primarily like why. I think it's that. I think it's just, it's, that's it's why. really that's some. That's what it is. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's more of a critique on black mm. women for some particular reason. Now, if she does pick up a white guy in her natural, you know, in her fro and her natural hair and she's happy. Why do we have to examine her that way? Now, if it were someone who were lighter, like we were talking about earlier, if it were a Zendaya, uh-huh. and she said that I can feel natural with my natural body, uh-huh. you know, and not have to feel like I have to add things to my body to be something I'm not. Like, would she people would be praising her? Backwards? No, she would not. No, absolutely okay, not. So why? Are, so what it is? walk on for real is that they're extra critical of black women and you can see that in these whole tips and that's exactly what they are but um you know forget about them for a second black woman thank you thank you for being brave enough okay to walk in your truth Thank you for being brave enough to try to rally around other black women and say, it's okay to have your natural fro. It's okay to have it for C hair. It's okay to not feel like you want to pull and stretch it to, you know, assimilate yourself to whoever's image. Um, so thank you for doing that because it, you know, it's not easy, especially when you have very critical people watching you and expecting so much more from you than anybody else but you know if you don't have anything else to say about that we're gonna move on into the works of workout yes and so because of the caravanas this weekend this is big 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 caravana weekend in toronto Eh, eh. yes we want to work 
it oh and this is where me and Jeanette, you know, uh we take a deep dive discussion into things that are affecting us. And so one of those things is Carabana this weekend. We want to talk about Carabana then and Carabana now. Where Carabana has been in our lives and and where it's where you might even see it going. You know, even projecting. Um, and so I'm going to start. So with Carabana, I've been going since I was a, a youth. Like from time I could walk, I was going. Mm-hmm. Carabana has been around for a very long time here in Canada. And, you know, the whole point of Carabana was like the continuation for what, you know, in Trinidad where they have, you know, Carnival and Tink. It's the same concept. It's freedom. And the celebration of such. Mm. And, you know, there aren't, when I, I'm not going to age myself in these streets, but (laughs) when I was a young kid, you know, there weren't a lot of black people and there weren't a lot of West Indian people. There weren't. And so we were all scattered about. Mm. So when Carabana came, it was a chance for us all to inter, intermingle with each other in an environment celebrating our culture. So, you know, I remember as a little kid going down to Carabana, getting all dressed up. You have to look to the nine. You have to, you know, represent. And it was just a blast. It was a blast. You you go home on the streetcar, you know, um, all the familiar scents and smells of, like, my home, you know, um, and the music, the costumes. Mm. The ability to just be open and free and take over the downtown. Um, it was just fantastic. Then I got into my teenage years where now I started going without the parents and I started going with my girls and, oh, it was big to do. You had to have your Carabana outfit from time. You have to shop for your big Carabana outfits. You had to have your hairstyle done, everything, you know? So in my teenage years, it was fun. It was really fun. But then things started to turn. They started to turn south. From when I was a little kid to when I was a teenager, certain things started, more crimes started happening at the actual parade. At one point, there was uh, rumors of somebody in the crowd with a needle of the AIDS virus and all sorts of stuff. I remember that in high school. Then I went into my, you know, 20s and so on. And yeah, it was a different flex. Now I was interested (laughs) in more of the outside stuff from the parade. The parade was all Yeah, the parties. You wanted the party. The parties were like big, big, big time. You know, at that time, even though we lived in Toronto, we wanted to be in the heart of everything. So we have big, big hotel rooms downtown. Mm -hmm. You know, and everything stemmed off of the parade that weekend. So now we have Young Street. That was a big something, you know, where we're literally walking up and down Young Street, different cars, bumping music, different fancy vehicles, people trying to holla, all sorts of things. Some businesses staying home, open late and stuff. You know, it was good. It was the first time I met Shaq. I met Shaq. He was staying at a hotel down there, and we just happened to be passing by, and he he was coming out of the hotel. And we're like, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. And he was such a cool guy. 
you know, he shook our hand and his whole hand took up my whole arm. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. He was so tall, so big, just big old man. Like Jesus. And even he had an entourage that he, you know, he was rolling with. But it was good old times. And then Carabana took a, a dive for me. Okay. So I go now. I'm in my late twenties and place gets shot up. I was there for about an hour and a half. When it gets mm. shot up, that means there's a stampede. People running <laughs> all over the place, like, you know, very afraid, traumatic. And then I said, you know what? My life. So I'm going to take a pause for the cause. I mm. took a hiatus for about f- almost five years. And I was haunted one day. I'm getting to the end of the story. Yeah. Bear with me. <laughs> so... I was haunted one day and I decided to call up my sister. I'm like, yo, you want to go down there? Let's go down. So we make our way down. We're there for 45 minutes. The place got shot up. Me and my sister got separated. I was scared as ever. And now it wasn't as free up as it was when I was a little kid where you could walk. Now they have you gated up like you're a herd of cattle. You know, you couldn't run far, you know, uh, and it was scary. And it was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. And that's where I left it. And that's where you left it. I'll (laughs) do everything other than the parade. And I just wanted to say my fiance, he's a parade fanatic. He went where's today. He from? Where, where is he from again? Vinci. Vinci. Oh, Vinci. yeah, that's why. Vinci, Trinidad. Like, yeah, they're what? like bootleg Jimmy's. Right? <laughs> yeah. They don't play. So he went today, and he's mm. like, there are so many people. There mm. are so many people. And I wanted to just mention, because he wanted me to mention, that Carabana mm. for Toronto can pull in in the tourist industry about 1.5 million people downtown at that time. Yeah, one time. Yeah, for the weekend. At one time for a three day, four day, depending on you know if you do the islands on the on the mm-hmm. Monday, but a four day weekend. So we have our own population plus you know an additional 1.5 million coming in from everywhere. So when mm-hmm. he was down there, he said there was a lot of people. It looked like. You know when you stand up on the bridge and you can see both ways. Yeah, like there's no space as as people Not, back to uh, back to front. Yes. So that's so care about it for me. The parade is a no go. I'm not about it. I'm not that about. I'm not about them lives. Uh, what mm. I will do is everything else. I'll go to the yeah. parties. I'll go to the Harbor kitty front. carnival. I'll go to the harbor front. I'll go to the island. I'll do all of that. But I'm not going in that parade. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Those days are done. You got PTSD. But that's my, <laughs> yes, that's my so far how I feel about Carabana. Let me hear about what your care what does Carabana mean to Jeanette then and now. Okay, then and now. So I guess we have similar situations uh backgrounds there because yeah. yeah, I remember from when I was six years old and my parents would get us dressed in all white or some type of bright color, me and my little yeah. sister, and we'd go and we'd look at the uh like you hear the music. The thing I remember the most, like what, like as a little kid who doesn't have much memory, it's the music and the costumes, the yeah, music and the yeah. energy. It's like a fun energy. You're just like, so I yeah. don't understand what's going on, but every the music sounds fun. Everybody's yeah. dancing and smiling, and it's like you know you're just happy. You're just so happy to be a part of, it. and it's like celebrating your culture. You see flags, 
You see, like, yep. you know, where's Jamaica? I see Jamaica flag. You see the Trini flag. We yep. see all the, the different flags. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the Caribbean people flags. Like, you know what I'm saying? And yep. so it's yep. like always like a feeling of, in, uh, a, a celebration of the culture that I come from. And it's like a, always a nice, I always loved feeling that energy through every stage. And then, you know, so like I played bass as a kid and a two times as an adult and even did one mm-hmm. internationally in Barbados. I went to oh, the nice. Bayesian Carnival, which is the same time as the Toronto one. And they call it something different, but it's the same idea. They call it Kadoomint. Um, but it's the same idea. And um, and obviously the level, the level 100 of carnivals is going to Trinidad in February, which yep. I don't think, I think those days are, I don't think I have the energy level to do it. But right. kudos to those who do. Um, but yeah, back to my story. Yeah. So played mass as a child because I wanted to be one of the masqueraders and have all these people admire my costumes. Um, the only thing in that experience is I think I was about 11, I would would say maybe 12, 13 when I did Kitty Carnival. Um, I did Kitty Carnival, which was normal, which is fine. And then as I was a part of the mass camp and so I did the adult one too, but my dad wasn't really... Mm -hmm. There was a, it was lady, it was his friend who was running the mass camp. And so yeah. she, we were kind of under her supervision because my dad, he's there, but he's not in the parade with us. Right. And so this nasty man came up on me and I was like a kid. I was like, what the hell? So that's oh, the only okay. thing parents like, you know, if you're putting your kid in masquerade, you better be with them because I mean, I have sense, but like, you know, right? that was just a weird, that, that's it. That is something. You know, I don't know what's going on then now, yeah. mm-hmm. but that's something that was an experience that it has as a 13 year old. Um, but then as an adult, yeah. So if you want to play mass and be in the cost in the put on your costume and dance up, that is not, you know, there's a money you have to be affiliated or search a mass camp and look on their site to see the costumes that you like and join them. But we also have different mass camps or pretty much the groups that you would wear your costume for and dance down the road with. And I performed a kid. I don't remember who I performed with as a kid, but the one that I performed in Toronto is uh, Revelers, which is previous NBA player Jamal McGlure's mass camp. The popular one, the other two popular ones is Carnival Nights. You remember? Mm-hmm. Is it Carnival Nights? Yep, and yep. what's um, Saldina. So those are the big ones that have been around for a long time and they're always going to kill it. There's a lot of new ones, but the top three, I would say, is Toronto Revelers, Carnival Nights, and Seldina. And, uh, you know, you could pay. Back in the day when I was doing my costume, I was paid, and I was getting the most basic costume. So I would pay right. $120, $120 for it. But if you want to be a frontliner with those big, beautiful wings, you're going to pay about $300. So just to give our listeners who are interested in coming down and dressing up, looking sexy, and dancing in the parade, that's how much it costs. But yeah, so anyway. Uh-huh. And then go to the point where, and I was always like, I was, I was still going past the point where Kim was going because I never had a bad experience. But then I had my bad experience. But I want to uh-huh. tell everybody who's listening how to avoid this. If you yeah. want to go enjoy the culture and the parade, yeah. go early. Go early. 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 The, the parade literally starts at eleven, and maybe the people are going. All the masqueraders are highlighting and performing in front of the stage around twelve. So mm-hmm. if you be, I would say between. 11 and 3 or even 4 11 and yeah, 4 yeah go there jump up enjoy everything you can enjoy around 4 start making your way back home start making your way home and I'm going to tell you why I hate to say this but yep. you have a lot of people the whole city 
everybody who's somebody is there. So That's sometimes right. gangs and bad groups and people come yep. there to settle their differences. And that's where Kim is talking about. Fights yep. break out. Gunshots break out. I was in an incident. This is the last time I went freely of my own will without taking somebody um, is when I went. And I didn't see or hear anything, but there was people running my direction and I ran. I ran because I don't want to stay there and figure out and I don't want to get trampled when people are running. Nope. So I ran and I tripped over this because I was jumped there was a little thing, a little bar, you know, because they have to block off the road. It wasn't yeah. a fence, thank God, but there was a bar that I missed when I I lifted my foot. So I fell. I was lucky nobody trampled on me. And thank that was God. like, that was my PTSD. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. And so if I do go, I'm not going to say I haven't gone in the last eight years, but if I do go, I will normally have visitors. If somebody's visiting me from Toronto, a friend or who hasn't never experienced and wants to go, I will go at an appropriate time with them. But I'm not going. You're not going to catch me there after five. That's what. That's what I'm trying right. to say. But um, yeah, and so again to that feeling when you're in the parade, people taking pictures with you, dancing. It's such an amazing feeling. Celebration of culture, the music. It just moves you. On top of that, something I didn't mention: the food. The, so many food trucks, any type oh of Caribbean you want goodness. to. I can't. If you so want Jamaican good. food, even though this is a Carnival Trini event, Jamaican food, Trini food, Guyanese, any food, and even Canadian American food, every place. type of food yes. you can get there. So that's another thing that's really fun and the kids enjoy is just like getting different, like Caribbean flavored food. If you love Caribbean food, whatever, Jamaican, Trini, Guyanese, whatever you like, it's yep. there. So yeah. that's something I also wanted to highlight. And then thinking about now, like to my point now, I do it. Like if I do do anything, I might go to Harborfront. That's something I still enjoy is Harborfront has a lot of Caribbean artists during the Caribana weekend celebrating Caribbean culture. So they'll have reggae artists, Calypso, even R&B singers. Every, there's a bunch of artists. When you go to Harborfront, there's stage that they have in front of the water. It's very yep. beautiful and relaxing. That's what I like. So if I'm going to do a celebration, I'll do that. I don't even like the boat parties. Like I got invited to a boat party this weekend, and I was like, mm, no. Um, and there's yeah, something about I've being on a boat. Parties, and it's I just, like after a I while, I just want to be able off. to leave. I want to come off when I'm ready to go. Like I'm not trying to party all night. It's just not that serious. And yeah, so- <laughs> and that's the thing is, I've done boat parties before. Yeah. I've done, I think, two of them. And what I found was, at first, you're all hype. You know, you're on the boat. Yeah. And then you start going around on the lake. And it's like, okay, two hours, three hours. <laughs> you're like, you know? <laughs> like uh, can we make our way back to shore, please, on tanks? I'm getting a little seasick. Like, just the movement of the boat. And then, like, it gets enough. You know what I mean? Like, people start <laughs> jumping up. And for me, I just, I, I like to be able to leave when I want to leave. Yes, that's the main thing. And nothing to stop me. You know, so yeah, I could totally understand that. But for the most part, you know, Caravana is is very festive. Mm. Um, it celebrates our culture and it's, it's inclusive. Nice something see. I want to see. Yeah, is, that's mm-hmm. the one thing we didn't bring up. It's like it's so the people in the city that are not. It's like it's a very. That's why it's such a big event in Toronto and brings in so much different kinds of people all around the world is it's so inclusive of every culture you want. Like we just, it doesn't matter if you don't know anything about Caribbean music or culture, someone will pull you in and give, and, and give you a little wine or a little dance yeah. or get you to dance and smile, take yes. pictures. 
I, you know, a lot of tourists that I've, when I played in the, when I was wearing a costume and I was actually in the parade, the amount of tourists that wanted to take pictures with me, I was like, can I, I need to get where I'm going. I need a break. Right? So it's like, you know, everybody <laughs> loves, there's something for everybody, whether it's the costumes, the food, the music, the dancing, it's a beautiful experience. I, and I think everybody should go at least once. Yes, you should definitely see what it's all about. Um, you know, not everybody has the same experience. I just had too many of the same experience. And, and you, you know, there are, too. I, I, I did go, <laughs> well, I didn't go that crocodile early. No, I didn't. But for no. me, that's crocodile early, guy. like for real. But um, the reason why I started going later was because they had a Jamaican float. And a few yes, years so yeah, ago. The Jamaicans go late. That's <laughs> yeah, but they took the Jamaican float out mm. and put a homosexual truck in, so mm. one that is LGBT. for the LGBTQ plus mm. community. And why I was offended was not because of the LGBTQA plus community, not mm. of all, not at all. But that's no cultural background to Caribana because mm. Caribana was something that was brought from the islands to Canada as a way to celebrate our independence from, from slavery. So to take out an actual island that experienced that and had their own independence to replace it with the LGBTQA plus community, I was just like, really? How is that culturally aligned with Caribana? I was very, I was not happy about that. And I usually, the reggae truck was close to the end. And so you would go later if you wanted yes, to be a part that's of that. Yes, yeah. I've always been a real reggae head. So I've always wanted to be a part of that experience. But I will say one thing. When that Jamaican float comes down the it's road. Lethal. Listen, that's what I'm like. You're brave. That's okay? <laughs> when it comes down Just the get road. get ready for madness. Madness tech way around here. Let me tell you. It's and nothing here's to play why. We have to say why, because as Jamaican people, all the other floats are Calypso and Soka. And we don't That's mind. Right. We enjoy we, we might enjoy a little bit. But you see when them come with the Jamaican truck and you Get see beer place. Jamaican flags. Yeah. And they're playing Vibes Cartel, Elephant you Man, see what I'm whatever. Saying. Or a little bit of Buju Bantan, or a little the bit of energy is or a little crazy bit of, it's just, wild. It's, it's it's different. It's different. I've mm. never seen anything like it. Um, you know, I will say, like, being that I am Jamaican in descent, when Jamaicans come down the road, you know say they're there. And you yeah. know say them a differentiate. From mm. the rest of everything else, okay, and I am both Jamaican and Grenadian, and oh yes, my gr- so for me being I'm both, but I'll stand and rep that Jamaican flag every day, all day, and twice on Sundays. See me when that truck <laughs> is coming down the street, all you see is black, green, and gold are coming on the street, and you hear the bass, and you hear the whole place are just vibrate. The whole place just a bop, bop, bop in the air. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And they took the vibe out. So this is a whole other reason why I don't need to go. But, you know, 
I can listen to Soka. I like Calypso. I like Soka. I do. But after a while, I need a flip up, switch up, you know? And when they brought in, um, whatchamacallit, the American float, because they did bring in an American yeah. float, where I was like, okay, I can see the independence, the, you know, from slavery and all that, because American people had to deal with that slavery as well. However, like culturally, it wasn't, didn't quite fit the, the avenue. You know what I mm. mean? Um, but we'll try to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why I was like, okay, whatever's clever, you know, but you know, it, it wasn't, it didn't start that way. And so seeing where it started from and being a part of that early beginnings to now see where it is, where do you see it going, Jeanette, before we wrap this up, where you see I think it's, con- it's going to continue to work to be inclusive as possible. I think, um, I don't I think they're still just trying to make it safe as possible by protecting the masqueraders. So back in the day where pe- uh, people who wanted to just watch a parade could just w- go over a walk through an opening and a fence and participate, you didn't have to be work be a masquerader. You could just join in the festivities that caused yeah. uh danger as well as this uh, people who paid to be a masquerader didn't like that. So now it's more, there's more security. I just think there's going to be increased security as needed from our experiences. And I think it's going to continue to grow and in, including diverse communities in Toronto and the people who come to partake in the festivities. Right. I agree. I agree. In the future, like Carabana has had several name changes in my life. So I've just kept the same name, Carabana. Everybody who, who has ever gone, and I'm talking international people come to attend. So, you know, mm. England, you know, all over Europe, the, everybody comes. So, and everybody who knows about Carabana ultimately will call it Carabana. If you're trying to hail down a cab in Toronto and you give them, oh, I'm going to the Toronto, bop, 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 they're going to be like, Carabana. That's where you're going. You're going to care about. <laughs> so for me, I like the direction that they're going in the sense where they're keeping it going and they're not just letting it die. And it could have, and I was hoping with this whole pandemic and everything that it wouldn't, you know, it's been on hiatus for the last few years. So it's nice to see that um, it's, they are keeping it going and that people are going to have an, you know, a chance to, celebrate our culture and so on in the future i do hope that we can get back to a bit of the bare roots of what carabana was about and try to integrate the old with the new um i hope that carabana turns into multiple uh events that happen around it because those are the ones that i'll be going to i'm not going down no parade i'm not Mm-mm. about them lives i'm not doing it i'm sorry i feel horrible because my child you know i want to show her that part of our culture and stuff but have you ever taken just, her to kitty's carnival i have we've gone okay. to kitty carnival there she go. she's like, had i do everything other than the parade i do mm. everything other than the parade um, I have a hard time being in large groups of people. Um, yeah, that's not, true. I never used to be like that, but over time, you know, uh, certain things have happened in my life and certain things that I've seen and the trauma of being in large groups of people, it just doesn't sit with me the same. But I hope that other people's experiences 
will definitely be different and that you come and enjoy, um, engage in the festivities. You will definitely, you will not be let down. Toronto, this is our moment. Drake, I know you're trying to profit off this moment, right? Yes, so. And I'm okay with it because that lineup right there you got right there, that lineup is perfect timing. Uh, I, mm. I do see that we do need it. But to conclude all of this on a good note, this is our culture. This is a part of who we are. And uh, we are super glad that anybody and everybody is willing to come and, and explore and get to know more about us. This is a way where we can defy odds and, uh, you know, get to know one each one another. And with that being said, we do hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you lead with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate and thoughtful. Have a good old funky time. Enjoy yourselves. Bye. 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 Thank you.